What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. going on everybody brian k james here and i'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by outlander media network outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web from the farthest reaches invading your space we appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I'm so excited to have this person on the show today. They are the host of the BSM with Chris podcast, and I cannot wait to get to know him better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, <laughs> joining me and welcoming to the show, Chris. How are you doing? I am doing good. I'm doing great tonight. How are you? <laughs> I am feeling very good. I am in great spirits. I'm pulling triggers, new day, new things. So oh, I'm that's feeling- right. Absolutely. What are you most excited about in 2023 so far? You know what? I was just, it's it's funny because I was I just did a TikTok on it. I'm like, I'm shooting my shot all 2023. And <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be whether I'm interested in somebody, whether I want to make a new friend, um, whether I want to be a guest on a podcast. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm like, I'm shooting my shot all 2023 and I'm ready for it. I love that. What's the biggest shot you're shooting in 2023 that, that you know of? You know what, right now I have been, you know, I, I feel like I kind of um, been taking the, the this month of January as like a detox. So I've like been detoxing from alcohol and also like from friends and group gatherings and just like really focusing. So I don't necessarily know yet, but I have a list of things um, that I'm definitely, that I'm looking forward to and that I'm gonna uh, work on. But you know, brand, uh, sponsorship deals and brands and things of the sort. So yeah, we'll, we'll see where 2023 takes us. Okay. 
So what are you leaving behind in 2022? Self-doubt, <laughs> not realizing my own, um, my own power. Um, I've always felt like I, like I've, I've always been a very big person, like a big personality and I've always been very comfortable in my skin. But even then there's still like, you know, a sense of doubt sometimes. Um, and I feel like 2023, I'm definitely stepping into myself even more. So I'm definitely leaving self-doubt in 2022 and stepping into my power in 2023. Absolutely. When did you know you were talented? You know what? <laughs> that that goes in and out. Some days I'm like, oh, you ain't talented. And then some, some other days I'm like, you know what? You are incredibly creative and you need to, you know, go, go based off of that. But I feel like I've always known I was talented since maybe I was, I want to say even when I was like 13. Um, for I, I always I used to like writing songs back then and um I always used to like singing I even took singing classes um so I always feel like I had um a talent and now I feel like I'm finally like honing those talents but um I will say um like singing is not at the top of that talent <laughs> at that talent chart can I can I hold a tune yes I can but uh, it's not necessarily my top talent, I'll say that. <laughs> Do you remember the first song you wrote? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, and it's funny because I, ha I, I actually have a, a binder um, of songs that I wrote that I refuse to even look at. Because, you know, me being the age that I am, at, I am now, 34, and you know, writing songs when I'm like 12 or 13, that's a completely different person. I don't know who that is. So, you know, it's kind of like, I'm afraid to even look at that. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> so if you could tell my audience at this moment, who is Chris? Oh my God. You know what? I'm still, I'm still figuring it out every day. Um, mm -hmm. But Chris is somebody who is stepping into his own, he's confident, um, he enjoys fitness, um, he's, he enjoys fashion, he enjoys taking care of himself, um, a great friend, a great person to be around. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's so many, so many things that I could tell that, tell your audience that I just, I'm going blank sometimes. <laughs> I understand that it totally happens. Can you, were your gifts and your interests nurtured growing up or did you have to be your own cheerleader? I want to say um, they were, I think the singing part was definitely nurtured. My mom did put me in singing classes, but as a kid, I never really knew what I wanted to do. Um, especially as a Latino kid, we start working from young. So I was probably working since I was like 12 or 13. And so I always thought, I gotta work, I gotta work, I gotta work. So even when my mom put me in singing classes, um, I probably stopped after like three months and was like, I need to go make money, you know? And never really, um, I never really, you know, you know I, I always felt like I had to work, like I said. And I feel like 
Had I spoken to my mom and said, listen, I want to do this. I like this. I want to do this. She would have totally been up for it. I remember at one point, you know, I told her I wanted to be like an actor and she took me to like a Disney tryout. So my mom definitely always tried to <laughs> nurture everything, but I can't um, say that I, what well, I particularly nurtured it. What do you think are your dreams today? Oh my God. Uh, I, you know, they change every day um, and, or not change every day, but the list grows longer every day. And I think one of my biggest things, you know, this is one of the reasons why I started a podcast. Uh, I always wanted to be a host and of something. And I think definitely being in front of the camera um, or even, and even behind the camera, coming up with the behind the scenes, producing something. I think I, I would thrive in those, you know, in that area, but definitely in front of the camera, the camera loves me. <laughs> I love that. Can you describe the moment in your life that launched your podcast? Yes, I was actually, I was sitting in my friend's um, living room, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it was like four of us. We were drinking, listening to music, doing a little bit of hookah and, you know, having having some biceps. And, and we're talking, we're just having these conversations. And, you know, you feel most comfortable when you're with your friends and you're, you'll talk about anything and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I just sat there and thought to myself, this would be great. Like what, what we're speaking about would be great on a podcast because people go through so many different things and to listen to a podcast and really realize um, and listen to other people speak. It's like, wow, you know what? I thought I was the only one going through that. And now I'm listening to somebody else who who went through that as well and, you know, got to the other side. So I feel like there's so many conversations that could be had. And that was literally the moment where I sat there and I was like, what it would be to be a fly on the wall during these conversations. And that's literally when I thought to myself, I want to do a podcast. Nice. Did you have any apprehensions going into it that might have stopped you from pursuing it? No, no, none at all. I I think it was, I I never had any apprehension um, that didn't make me want to pursue it, but I want to say that, um, you know, how to get it started, I didn't know. Because I was just like, well, what do I do? And, 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 you know, and where do I record? Should I record at home? But I want guests on my podcast. But so I want to record in a studio. And like, it was just so many questions that I had that I didn't really know and uh, the answers to and didn't really even have anybody to ask. So I literally had to research it all myself and figure it out. Um, but nothing that made me feel like I can't do this. What should a new listener expect when tuning into your show for the first time? You know, it depends on the episode. It depends on the topic. But, you know, at the end of the day, just know when you, when, when the, sorry, when the listener is listening in on the podcast episode, you're going to walk away having learned something. You're going to walk away knowing that you're not alone and there's people just like you. 
and yeah. we have a, we have a ton of fun because we end up getting drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we. The, I I definitely provide alcohol for my guests because you know you know because everybody everybody likes to loosen up a little bit you know, sure. and um, yeah. So usually towards the end of the podcast, you kind of hear the difference between the beginning and the end because by towards the end, you know, everybody's a little lit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite episode that you've done so far? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't think I have anyone in particular, but I want to say I haven't uh, released any new episodes since February of 2022. Um, and I want to say those, ep- it was like a series I called like, it, I called it like the love letter sessions and they were four episodes. And I think those were probably my most personal episodes yet. And. I want to say those are probably my most, those are the episodes that I'm most proud of. Cause I feel like at, that was a turning point in my life. And the fact that I felt brave enough and vulner, vulnerable enough to record it and put it out there made me feel even more powerful. Nice. Tell my audience about what inspired the love letters and and what, like, wh- how am I trying to ask this? Um, <laughs> what should they expect from each one? Like, it, like, like, is each one a different letter? Is is the whole yeah. thing long letter? Where, like, like, how did you decide to break it down into four episodes? And mm-hmm. we gonna get when we binge this because we're gonna mm-hmm. listen all at the same time. Yeah, no. So what um, what made me want to do these love letter sessions is that I was in a I was in a relationship for eleven years, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we were in a relationship for eleven years, married for two of those years, and we decided to separate. Um, the relationship wasn't working out, so we ended up just being like, you know what? It's probably best if we just go our separate ways. Um, but he and I still have a good relationship. We talk from time to time. Um, And so the love letter sessions, like episode one was like a, it was a love letter to my ex, my ex-husband. And that's basically me speaking on the relationship that we had and how the, the relationship that we had, the end of it, and how, you know, now it's time for me to move on and for him to move on as well. The second one is the second episode in that was the love le- uh, love letter to my friends and family who helped support me through that time period of um, the separation from that long relationship. And then the last two episodes were actually love letters to myself, part one and part two, where I speak about um, what I'm looking forward to in my new in my new I guess single life. It's not so new anymore, but back then it was, uh, you know, my new single life and and what I'm looking forward to, the dating, the, the, the you know, in, at the end of the day, you know, we're, if you're out there and you're putting yourself out there, problem, future heartbreaks, future, you know, things of that sort. So I think, you know, I wrote that love letter to myself basically saying like, I am ready for what the world has to throw my way and this time I'm gonna be 
dealing with it by myself because I no longer have that partner uh, to help me. If you could, if you could honestly say, what do you miss most about that relationship? And what is the most impactful thing that you're carrying from that as a life lesson into your new single life or your not so new Mm -hmm. single? I think for me, um, (laughs) can you repeat the question again? Because I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) Um, Mainly what I want to know is, you know, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned from that relationship taking into your new life? I think for me, what I learned mainly from that relationship is understanding what I want, understanding my wants and needs and being able to voice that and communicate that moving forward, whether it's with myself or with a future partner. Um, You know, people always have this idea where they're like, um, you know, communication is key in a relationship and it is, but you know, comprehension is just as important. Understanding is just as important. And, you know, a lot of people like to just put the basis on communication. But if I'm communicating with somebody and they're not comprehending what I'm saying, then it's lost in translation. What's the point? So definitely moving forward, you know, I I need to know how to communicate better because I didn't uh, communicate that in 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 a great manner in my previous relationship. But one of, and I think, Part one of your question before I ask you to repeat it was, what do I miss? Um, part of what I miss is obviously that companionship. When you when you were with somebody for so long, that companionship becomes second nature, you know? So not having somebody there every day is, now I'm used to it, but in the beginning it was kind of like, oh my God, like <laughs> what's going on? And then, you know, when something bad happens, they were the first person, you know, he was the first person I ran to. When something good happened, first person I ran to, and it's no longer, it was no longer that way. So it was definitely um, uh, a huge shock when all of that, you know, when when I had to start experiencing that on my own. Totally understand that. What do you think it's going to take for you to bring the show back or inspire you to start sharing the new aspects of what's going on in your life on your show? This right here, me being a guest on your podcast, me being a guest on other people's podcasts and really going out there and exploring and and finding out every day what makes me want to wake up and do the things that I want to do. Um, cause one thing I love is doing the podcast, you know, and I think seeing people like you who have your own podcast as well, do it every day. Cause you know, sometimes having a podcast, it can be a little exhausting, especially when you're the one who has to curate everything on your own, the topics, the, 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 the script, the recording, you have to reach out to, um, to, to guests to see if they even want to be on the show and coordinated time so it's a lot of things that go on in the background that a lot of people don't know 
And I feel like I had podcast exhaustion (laughs) where I'm like, I'm tired of doing this by myself, you know? But I think 2023, like I said, I'm shooting my shot all 2023. So this is, this is part, you're, you're part of step one. So I'm grateful (laughs) to even be here right now because you're sparking, you're, you're igniting that light in me again. So thank you for that. I appreciate that so much. You really don't know what that means to me. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Sweet. Um, what are the most what are some of the most exciting experiences that you're looking forward to sharing when you do come back to the podcast? My dating life. Uh my I guess uh I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at dating life. Um, and I'll leave like an asterisk because I feel like other people will kind of understand what I mean by that. Uh, <laughs> dating life, um, sex life, um, just the the things that I've been trying, things that I've been, you know, exploring, uh, me putting myself out there. Um, I've always been a very vocal person, but I feel like I'm even more vocal now. So even that alone, um, is gonna, I feel like it's gonna surprise people. Okay. So if you could say, what are you looking for right now? Are you looking for a relationship? Are you just looking for good sex? Are you looking for, um, you know, homie, love a friend? Are you looking for (laughs) a lot way around on the internet? I mean, you know what? After I separated from my ex, I was just like, you know what? I want to date because I hadn't, you know, I was with him for 11 years. So I I don't know what dating was because when we got together, you know, everything's changed. You know, there's Tinder, there's Hinge. So I'm like, oh my God. So yes, I did go on a few dates um, since like 2021 and, you know, 2022. Talked to guys here and there. And I finally, at the end of last year, I said, you know what? I... Don't, you know, I'm still dating. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll still go out and date and things like that. But I don't think, not that I don't think, sorry, scratch that. No, no, no. I do not want a relationship right now. However, I am open to it if it comes. I'll say that. I'm open to it if 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 something were to happen, sure. I'm because I think that's part of what I'm doing in 2023 is being open to things. Um, but right now, yes, I am just enjoying myself. I'm not, I, you know, I'm dating. I went, I went on a date yesterday. I have another date coming up. I have two more days coming up within the next week, actually. So I'm oh. dating, but yeah, I'm out there. Uh, <laughs> but also, <laughs> but also definitely um, enjoying the sex life too. I absolutely love that. So mm-hmm. how is discovering? yourself now all these years later how is what you wanted from a potential partner or just from a potential sex partner how has those things grown and changed since you first met your husband back all those years ago since you've given him 11 years of your fucking life right (laughs) i you know what i like i said part of part of a relationship is communication i i you know, he would ask me when when we were together, what do you like? What do you, what do you, what don't you like? What is, you know, let's watch porn together. Let's, you know, and I was always so like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, that's weird. What if, you know, for example, what if like, 
this is an example. I don't want anybody to think that this is what I, I was like, but what if I wanted to do a gangbang, you know? Like, how do I voice that to my partner? You know, it's just, you don't know, you don't know how they're gonna look at you. Cause you don't, you don't one thing is being judged by somebody you don't know. Another thing is being judged by somebody you love wholeheartedly. And you don't want them to look at you like you're crazy, you know? So now I'm, I, since I've had a chance to explore myself alone and my sexual nature with other people, now I know how to voice that, you know, um, whether it's a sexual position, whether it's, I don't feel like kissing right now, you know, or during this exchange, you know, like it, it just, it, it, it depends, you know, it depends on the person, but I'm very vocal now about, um, I'm very vocal now, but I also know what it is that I like and what I don't like. So I know stepping into a new relationship, whenever that happens, I'm gonna be very vocal about it and be like, yeah, I don't really like that. So we are gonna have to find something else to do. <laughs> So when you go on your dates with guys, do you interview them in the way that you interview people on your show? Ah, oh, that's a fantastic question because it does, it can go that route. Mm -hmm. um, I don't mean for it to happen, but it's just kind of like this instinct that just kind of happens. And I know how to make conversation flow. That's one of my, that's one of my gifts. Um, I'm a conversationalist, and also I have the gift of gab. So I I, I speak and 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 I and I, I love I enjoy I enjoy talking. Um, if I'm sure everybody who's listening to this can probably tell. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, it can go that route. Like even even last night when I was out on my date, I was having a conversation, and I started realizing you're going into podcast host mode, and you should probably step away from that because that's not what you want, you know? But yes, it can happen. <laughs> but if I'm not interested in the person, like if I go out on a date and I realize it's not clicking, then yeah, I'm like, I'll, just, I'll keep the podcast host up. Like, I don't care. You're gonna get BSing with Chris and not just regular Chris. <laughs> now your content. Mm-hmm. Love that for oh, you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So do you plan on detailing your dating life in real time as it's happening when you come back to the podcast? I would love to do that. That is actually a fantastic idea. Um, but yeah, I, that's definitely something that I considered. I actually, on TikTok, I'm going to start like this kind of, I guess, series about my dating life. Uh, the good the good dates and the bad dates. and Because I just want to tell people, like some... Yeah, I've had some interesting dates. <laughs> so I I want to share it with people because I'm just like, y'all, so this happened to me. And there, like there was this one date that it was just bad, like one bad thing after one bad thing after one. And I'm just like, oh my God, I need to share this with people. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, I am definitely gonna do, I'm gonna do a TikTok, I'm gonna do like a little TikTok thing, but I'm also definitely going to speak about my dating life when I get, when, when the podcast comes back. So without giving away too much, well, before I even get, get there, do you have a projected time or time frame of when you plan on relaunching the show? Uh, 
that's a fantastic question. I was considering um, spring 2023. So I'm kind of in the works right now and trying to see how see how I want to do it. See how I want to do it. But I'm considering spring uh, spring of this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So without giving away too much, what is one of the most interesting things that has happened on a date with you recently? Ooh, I mean, I haven't been from, before the date from yesterday, I hadn't really been on a date in a while. Um, But one interesting thing that happened, I don't even want to say this is interesting. It was kind of bad, Um, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I, I met this guy for Tinder. We hit it off, we're talking, we're having a good conversation. He's sarcastic, just like me. So I, I, I think, you know, the vibe was already there in the text messaging and I'm like, all right, cool. And so we set up a date to go out. We go to a Greek restaurant because I never really went to a Greek restaurant. I've had Greek food, but I never had like, um, I never went to an actual restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went, food is good, drinks are good. We're getting a little drunk. And so we're like, oh, let's go to this bar. And there's a bar in New York called Boxers. It's in Chelsea, down on 20th Street. So we go, mind you, this is like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I don't, I think it was a Tuesday. We go to the bar and we're sitting at the um, corner of the bar. There's There's another guy sitting next to me and a guy sitting next to him. And so the guy next to me is like, oh, hey, I wanna buy you guys some shots. And one thing about me, I'm never gonna turn down a shot. So, <laughs> so he starts buying a shots or whatever. And then the guy next to my date starts, I guess, trying to talk to him, right? Mm-hmm. And then the guy kind of like puts his arm, his hands on his shoulders. And my date is like, no, get off of me. And the guy is like, why? And he looks and he tells the guy, he says, you see that guy right there? And he points at me. He was like, if you touch me, he's going to beat me. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> oh, my and God. I, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, did I just hear what he did? I Did I hear that correctly? And I and I asked him and I said, did you just say he was like, yeah, but it was I was like, you don't joke like that. Like, that's not funny. And and just know that this is the last time you're ever gonna see me. And so he was like, oh, I'm so sorry, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, and that was the last time I ever saw him. <laughs> but uh, but prior to that, we were having a decent time. Um, but yeah, I, I hope he's doing well. Uh, Cause my thing is that you don't know what that guy's reaction was gonna be if he was going to try to start a fight uh, to protect you or whatever, or you don't know if I was uh, abused in a previous relationship, you know, domestic violence, and that would have been a trigger for me, you know? So I'm just like, you don't know these things. So you need to be a little bit more, um, you need to choose your words wisely. So I was not that, that, yeah, that was, I'm going to also include that in my, in my TikTok series (laughs) about my dating life. But yeah, that was, and oddly enough, that was not the worst date I've been on. (laughs) Yikes. Exactly, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, that wasn't even the worst date I've ever been on. Like, that's how crazy my dating life can get. Wow. 
Um, yeah. What that that <laughs> right. And just so I do not beat uh, nobody up, just I want everybody to know this. <laughs> just so we're clear, you ain't whipped nobody ass recently. No, I have not. It's been it's been a couple years. <laughs> right. Like what that, is that? Yeah. I don't even. I'm like you. Could have literally said anything. You could have said that I was your boyfriend, and I would have been okay with that, even though I'm not. Even though I wasn't. But since we were on a date and you see somebody touching you, if you would have said, "Yeah, that's my boyfriend," I would have been okay with that as an excuse. Or you could you or you could have just told the truth and been like, "Yeah, we're on a date." And that's it. You know. But I'm like the whole domestic violence route. I was like, really? Like, was that the first thing that came to your mind? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then he hit me. He actually hit me up a few months later after that, asking me um, if I wanted to go out again. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm good, but I hope you're well. He but wanted I, to make he want yeah he wanted to make up for that. And I'm like, I'm good. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Now in that line of thinking. What is the craziest thing that someone who's been a guest on your show has said? Oh, crap. Um, I don't know. I would have to go back and listen. I actually don't really know. And if they probably said anything crazy, I probably would have edited it out. (laughs) (laughs) So how much time did you spend cutting things out of your, your podcast? Like, like how many times have people said things on your show that you knew going into it, you, you, you were like, I, I can't hear this. I well, so I don't actually edit my, my brother does. So I'll tell him like this and this, edit this. But um, I, it didn't happen that often. I will say that. But there has been a time, there have been times when I've had a guest that, a guest that would come on and they, I, I was really excited for them to be on and they just didn't live up to the expectation of what I expect, you know, of, of, of what I thought a guest should be. So I would have him um, edit it to make it possibly shorter. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know what's the craziest thing somebody has said on my podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> I now you you're gonna make me go back and listen to it now. I'm like, what did what has somebody said? <laughs> I need an update on that. Say again. I would love an update on that. When you figure it out, like I would I love will. to be like, yo, I found it. Right. Well, what's the craziest thing somebody said on your podcast? Um, the craziest thing somebody said on my podcast. You know, nobody said well, mm, actually I was about to lie to you. There's actually <laughs> that I couldn't even release. <gasps> I just didn't. Oh, no. Because it just... <sighs> I was very conflicted about the views that that person was expressing. Okay, when, yeah. How it just diametrically opposed with how I felt. And it wasn't like, oh, we just had a difference of opinion. It was just more so like the stances they had I really was like I don't feel comfortable putting that out like it's oh like I feel like it's not to not to say that I feel like it's okay to have that opinion because you're all entitled to your opinions but I just I just didn't want to be aligned with certain lines of thinking that's all right so I just didn't and it was 
here's the thing with, with without saying too much mm-hmm. as a black person it was hard to relate to that person <clears throat> okay that makes sense sorry <clears throat> you're fine as a black person it was hard to relate to that person as another black person mm-hmm they were also a black person but the views that they had it was very diametrically opposed to how i looked at the world as a black person and so i was like um it's one of those moments when you realize that all scam folk ain't ain't can folk right <laughs> right <laughs> it's very bad like it was yeah. that moment. It was like i listened back to it like three four times and i was like i, just, I can't do nothing with this <laughs> oh like what like like that I like how do I cut out half the interview and then make mm. it interesting? What do I do with that? Yeah. So, you know, it just didn't come out. But yeah. shout out to them. You know who you are. Not <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but if you can remember or if there has been something that stood out to you, do you have something that's been really impactful that somebody has said to said on your show that you've never forgotten? I don't think there's anything um, that I can recall that somebody said, but I did have a an episode with, um, and it's on season one, and it's with a good friend of mine, Angela, and another friend of mine, her name is Kat. So Angela is actually, she's, um, she's going to school to become a, a therapist. And my friend Kat, she actually has, her platform is actually called Black Men Cry Too, which gives Black men a a platform to share and be open about their, um, you know, everything that they've gone through, their feelings, and uh, what if it was trauma or or the good, and the good times, everything, basically. And I think their, their episode has always stayed with me because I feel like both of them as Black women really uh, want to really want to and do uplift um, the black community, but also you know all people of color. So I really um, that that episode has always stuck with me, and I and and to this day we actually took and it was like right in the beginning of the pandemic, and we were wearing gloves and we had masks uh, before recording. And I remember we took a we took a, a selfie, the three of us. And to this day, that is my favorite picture of all pictures that I've ever taken with any of my guests, because there's so, there is just this light that both of them radiate so much, and the fact that they want to help their community, um, you know, mentally, because you know, obviously, as people of color, we struggle with the um, you know with therapy and having and and, you know and i i I felt like they just want to help so much and i and i love that so much about them that is incredible how do you go about or how did you go about choosing the guests for your show how did what was your process in picking who you wanted to bring on (laughs) i think for season one it was trial and error I, i think um season one was definitely the season where i was just like i want to bring people on who i know personally um so that way season one i can get my foot my feet wet you know (laughs) and really get the hang of it so i curated each episode to a specific topic and i then started thinking about 
okay, who would be good on this topic? Who would be good on this topic? And so on and so forth. Um, after season one, I kind of just started, um, I would just, I just wrote a list of names of people who I would love to be guests on my show. And I'd reach out to them and I'd be like, listen, I would love for you to be a guest on my show. We can talk about this, this, and this. So instead of having, you know, for seasons two and on, instead of having a topic and then um, curating, I would see who was available and who would like to be a guest and then started curating around that. Um, so season two became more, uh, well, season two and on became more of an interview style of getting to know the guest as opposed to just remaining on what the topic is. So I'll, you know, I'll, it'll be a topic, but also interviewing the guests and seeing what they have going on in their lives and what projects they're working on. Love that. Coming back to the show, what do you think your ultimate goal is for the podcast and has it changed from your original intentions in creating it? I no, I, I want to talk show. <laughs> uh, that's 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 it is what it is. Like I want to talk show. Um, I yeah, I want to be on. I I want to be a host of something on TV. Like um, even for I want to say for New, on New Year's Eve, and uh, there was the the ball drop obviously, and there's people, there's hosts and co-hosts there. And I'm standing next to my sister, you know, as we were watching the the whole everything, the craziness that's going on in Times Square. And I forget who was on TV. And I think it was it was she was a late night talk show host. I forget her name. And my sister was like, is that so and so? And I was like, is it? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be up there one day. I'm going to be on. I'm going to be there in Times Square co-hosting something and they're gonna be like Chris how's it going over there you know I think that was that's always been my goal since I started my podcast I absolutely love that <laughs> I absolutely love that me and you gonna be the new Sherry and Jay Hood <laughs> let's do it let's do it because that's literally the entire intention of why I do my podcast the way that I do yeah. it I release new new episodes five days a week because I want to spend the next 30 years of my life doing radio. But I also want to have a talk show more so in the more so in the late night talk show space. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, because I want to give like a new Arsenio Hall vibe, but like nice. yeah, that's my like he's my fucking idol. Um I think the fact that you even release five episodes a week is it, it that's incredible because I know you know being a podcast host myself like I said it can be quite exhausting and and the fact that I would sometimes I would record some episodes back to back to back one time I did like three or four and I was exhausted after that. I was like I'm mentally drained um I'm gonna go home and just sleep for the next couple of hours so the fact that you do this that you release an episode every day is, uh, I bow down to you. Well, thank you so much. I think 
because I wanted, like I specifically intended when I took a shift with with this podcast, I was like, I'm going to be very intentional with how I structure this podcast. Mm. Want to like have a morning show on radio. If I want to have a late night talk show, then I want to sh- like structure all the things that I'm doing in that lane or, or like in that vein to show that if the opportunity ever did present itself, that, that I would be ready. Yeah. So, so I decided to structure my podcast like a talk show and I do these interviews seven days a week. Sometimes I do two and three a day. just, oh just to... But th- but that's just because like I am one of those over vigilant people that's like I have mm-hmm. to make sure I have people on the show. Like I have to make sure because I have to fill five days a week. So I'm right. like, right <laughs> now I got to now I got to chew this shit for real. Like, right. You better keep this shit in order. So now <laughs> So at this point, it's like, I'm scheduling two and three interviews a day, seven days a week. Kind of, we gonna have interviews every day. Right, and, come on. <laughs> but I think in the event that I ever don't have an interview ready, like I could still come on and just do the show and by And do myself. it yourself, yeah. And I think that that's actually happened to me before where I would um, have a guest and either they were too late to come to the recording because I, 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 I usually when I recorded it was in person in a studio so you know if they were late for the recording or they couldn't show up I always have a backup um, episode ready to go like I, I like okay okay they can't come so I, now I got to talk about this and I you know I got to structure the episode the podcast episode in a different way but um I think yeah yeah like you always have to have that backup just in case you don't have a guest absolutely now what do you take away from the reception of your show now that you now that you've taken the step back to look back analyze and review where you want to take it from here what do you take away from what your audience has received from your show so far? And what do you want them to receive from your show going forward? I think what I received is the fact that a lot of people told me they really enjoyed it. They told me that um, I was really good at it. And, you know, that helps in those times when you, like I said, that self-doubt. Um, how everything comes back around. <laughs> that self-doubt when you don't think that you're doing any good, when you feel like you, you're you burnt out, when you feel, you know, so when people always come to you and tell you, I love your pod, I love your podcast, I love listening to it, and even people you don't know. Because, you know, obviously we, we have our friends and family who listen to it, but there have been times when I've gone out and people have told me they're like you I've listened to your podcast and I love it and I'm like I'm sorry what like me like it's it's so weird you know um because if somebody noted no like knows me from like Instagram like oh yeah I follow that's one thing but a podcast is entirely different I feel um so I think you know my takeaway is that I'm good at it and I need to stop doubting myself and to get back in the game and be you know and and Kind of like you, be over vigilant. <laughs> and my future takeaway is that, you know, when the future seasons come up is that I want people to, one, still know that I'm still damn good at it, but um, for them to also know that, you know, I've changed as a person and I've grown so much as a person and I want people to really get, take that, you know, get, get that from listening. 
I absolutely love that. Um, what has doing your show taught you about yourself? What has doing uh, that? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, that I have the talent needed to do this. Um, cause there are times, like I said, that, that self-doubt really kind of gets you. And there, there have been times when, you know, you reach out to a guest and they don't get back to you or, uh, or, or they say no. And you feel like, oh crap, well, that's another thing, you know? So it's, it's sometimes those no's just encourage you to keep it pushing, keep it going. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm good at what I'm good at what I do. <laughs> what keeps you up at night? Nothing. I fall asleep at 10, 1030. I, I'm off to bed. I got to wake up in, early in the morning to go to the gym. I got to keep this body right and tight. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> no, that's right. What is doing a podcast where you interview people taught you about people? that people are always willing to talk about themselves. And if that doesn't show you, I am exhibiting. <laughs> uh, people, especially especially when I started the podcast, it was during, it was in 2020, during the pandemic. Literally the first episode came out in April, I believe April 1st, 2020. But what I learned from uh, during the pandemic, especially is that people really like to talk about themselves they they're kind of like um a housewife uh <laughs> where they everybody has a little housewife in them you know real housewives um on bravo and they want to talk and and that just made me realize and people want to talk about their lives you know they, they want to talk about anything but they definitely want to talk about themselves and their lives and it doesn't necessarily make them narcissistic um but people like, you know, people like to share their experiences and know that they're not the only ones. Just like me, if um, <clears throat> like, I, like to go back, I, to, I was in a relationship for 11 years. That's an experience that I have that a lot of gay people don't have. Because, right. um, you know, I guess I was having this conversation on my date last night. He, you know, he was like in the gay world, you know, a relationship lasts three to six months and that's it. You know, and that's a long time for gay people, you know. So 11 years in a relationship is definitely an experience that I would love to share with other people in, in what I've learned. My like, you know, even the things you were asking, what I've learned, my takeaways, what am I going to what what have I what am I going to use from that relationship? that I can put towards the future. So yes, people love to talk about themselves and I am not excluding myself from that list. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. What would you consider to be the hardest thing about doing your show? Oh, um, that... Oh, I think the hardest thing about possibly doing my show is the fact that everything that I do is, 
out of pocket. It's uh, it's paid out of pocket, I should say, not out of pocket, but it's paid out of pocket. So <laughs> every yeah, because I'm like out of pocket is a whole different, <laughs> it's a whole different uh, meaning. So but that was I paid <laughs> right exactly. So I'm like yeah. So no, I you know everything for my podcast is definitely. Uh, paid out of my own pocket so that's also something that um is causing a little bit of a delay a little bit more of a delay in producing the new season because you know once you do something a certain way you obviously want to continue making it better and sometimes that means up in the budget and <laughs> so yeah so that's uh probably the hardest thing for my podcast. Absolutely love that. Do you think you found yourself yet? No, I don't think, I think I find my, I found myself for who I am currently, but I think me as a person and everybody in general is always, everybody's always growing. Um, but the person who I am currently, I'm very content with. I'm very happy with who I am, where I am. And I know that, you know, in the next year, maybe in the next five months, I'm probably not gonna be this same person as I am right now. But as of right now, I think that um, I'm happy with who I am and where I currently am. And I am always looking forward to my growth, even though I know sometimes it's gonna be a little painful. What does the person that you've become today say to your younger self in retrospect? Ooh, it gets better. Mm. It gets better. Um, Cause I, and, and when, as soon as you asked me that question and uh, I envisioned a uh, 15, 16 year old me who would, who lived in Jacksonville, Florida um, I only lived there for a couple of years. I went to high, I, I was in, I went to middle school and high school in Jacksonville, Florida. And it's so different from New York City. But I envisioned that teenager being stuck in his room, never wanting to leave his room um, because he was fighting those um, thoughts of not being good enough, not knowing what he wanted in life, also knowing that he was gay and it quote unquote not being right you know so mm -hmm. i would look back at that my teenage self although i probably wouldn't have listened to me <laughs> and said it gets better and it gets a lot better you're gonna experience so many things you're gonna travel to so many places you're gonna fall in love you're gonna get married you're gonna get divorced and it's gonna be okay like it's all every like it, it just when you always think you've hit rock bottom there is nowhere to go but up and it always gets better that is perfect how do you want to be remembered Ooh, I want to be remembered as a good, you know what, that's, I might have to get back to you on that because I, as soon as you, as soon as you asked that question, I thought of other people's perception of me. How do I want other people to remember me? But in reality, it's like, 
what about me do I want to remember about myself? Absolutely. And I just know that I'm innately a good person. And that's what I know. And not like Elisa Rin, a good person. She thinks she's a good person. She ain't a good person. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. I am innately a good person. My delivery can some, sometimes come off too harsh. My feedback might not be 100% great, but what I always know is that I'm a good person and I always want what's best for people. I want, and not only for other people, but for myself. And I love to see people accomplish things. I love to see people thriving in life. And that alone brings me, you know, that in addition to everything else that brings me joy, that also brings me joy. I don't even have to know you, but knowing that you've accomplished something that you've tried so hard for, makes me happy and i don't know like you know how like people get secondhand embarrassment from seeing somebody else be embarrassed i get secondhand happiness <laughs> from people doing yes. and accomplishing everything that they want to accomplish that is amazing yeah is there anything that you want to share with me and my audience that i didn't cover or ask in this conversation I think you did you, you did your research, child. Uh, like, I think this was very thorough. You touched on you know, a lot of things, and I'm grateful that you did. You've asked me questions that I probably, me as a host, probably would have never even thought of asking. You stumped you stumped me a couple of times. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, damn, I have to go back and listen to my podcast. It's been a while. Like, <laughs> what is the craziest thing somebody said on my podcast? No, I think you've done a fan. You, ah, yeah, you did such a great job. And you've, like I said earlier, like you've kind of, you're helping reignite that fire under me of, you know, being in the podcast world. Thank you so much. That Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, my last question for you before I release you back into the wild. Please don't. Yeah. I'm going to stay here all night. <laughs> yeah, well, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Where can the people find you? What's next for you? And all the things that you would like to promote? Of course. So the next, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. All of them are at BS with Chris. Um, so definitely give me a follow. I post a lot on TikTok and my content is actually very funny. Um, and I'm and I'm really enjoying that creative side of content creation. <laughs> um, but definitely look out for my podcast. It's called the BSing with Chris podcast. Hoping to, you know, do a new season in spring 2023. Um, and that's all I have to promote. I ain't got nothing else. Mm -hmm. I, I should, you know what? Now I'm going to write down, think of a side business. <laughs> <laughs> think of other things to promote. <laughs> right, right. I absolutely love that. <laughs> Well, on that note, that has been our show, ladies and gentlemen, every gender in between or lack thereof. 
I appreciate yeah. every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Chris, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Anytime. Come back anytime. When the new season drops. Yes. Going on when you think of the side business. Come back. Yes. <laughs> So before we get out of here, I want to remind you guys, like I do in every episode, to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian Jane. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys.